We're about to get into a very serious conversation. Infertility in women really has been ranked as the fifth highest and most serious global disability. And this is according to the World Health Organization. So on the line, I'm joined by Dr. Lusanda Shimange Matsuso, who happens to be a specialist obstetrician as well as gynecologist, who's going to help us to unpack this further. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Morning. I'm good, thanks, and yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, especially for, you know, something that I feel is is impacting the world, in essence, and South Africa, because we hear that one in six couples are impacted by infertility. So, Doctor, can I just ask you, what's your take, actually, on these stats that are coming through from the World Health Organization, saying that infertility in women is ranked as the fifth highest most serious global disability? Well, I mean, you have to look at it in a certain way that everyone has reproductive rights. So when you are struggling to fall pregnant, theoretically that right is taken away from you. So yes, there are other disease processes and they really look at um, different factors when they come up with these stats. But basically for me, more than anything, it's just highlighting that infertility is indeed a problem Mm. and it's something that we need to be aware of as um, a population at large. Definitely. And another thing we know is that one of the common risk factors for infertility in women is the polycystic ovary syndrome. So now for someone who is listening, what exactly is PCOS? So PCOS, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is an endocrine disorder that happens in women of reproductive age. So when I say endocrine, almost an imbalance of hormones, if I can put it very simply. Mm. It has different facets to it. And one of the things is that women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome may struggle with ovulation. So they don't actually ovulate. And in order to fall pregnant, just bringing it back to fertility, Mm. you need to ovulate. So that's one of the signs and symptoms of polycystic ovarian Mm. syndrome. There is other things that we look at with regard to it and has different um, affectations, such Mm. as metabolic affectation and so forth. But um, specifically, an ovulation with regards to polycystic ovarian syndrome is what causes the infertility. Yeah. So seeing that you've already touched on, you know, some of the common symptoms, tell us a bit more. What are the other symptoms? Maybe I'm a woman, I'm listening, and what are some of the symptoms I should be looking out for? So what really happens is that a woman with polycystic ovarian syndrome will have dominant male hormones Mm. in their system. So things that will happen, they'll have abnormal hair growth. So, you know, you have like your beard, you have hair around your breast, on your chest, on your stomach. And then um, the other thing is that you have what we call um, polycystic ovaries on ultrasound. So you've got a specific pattern when you do a sonar on a woman's ovaries that shows us, okay, this person could possibly have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then there's also blood tests that we um, we do, and that's basically to look for this male hormone, so testosterone, um, at a certain level in a woman's um, in a woman's um, blood system. And with that, we look at, um, we take two out of the three things. So either the, um, um, what do you call it, the menstrual irregularities or the 
male hormones in the blood or physically a look of male hormones or having a beard and so forth. And then we usually make a diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome. But with that being said, there is an overlap with other disease processes because I don't want um, your listeners to go and say, oh my gosh, this is what Lysander said, now I've got polycystic ovarian syndrome. No, you still need to consult because you need to make sure that it's not something else that is causing those specific signs and symptoms. Yes, I'm actually grateful that you said that because I didn't want women to think that, okay, uh, (laughs) clearly this is me. So it is actually important for us to actually go check. So where can I check? Do I come to a doctor such as yourself, other specialists? Where do I really go check? So it really depends. So um, so let's just say if someone's trying to fall pregnant, Mm. right? then ideally you want to go to a gynecologist because then we would do all the work up with regard to um, why this person is not falling pregnant. If your issue is just having, you know, you keep missing your um, your period and you've got menstrual irregularities, you can even start as a general practitioner provided Mm. the investigations are geared towards investigating that specific problem. But ultimately you're going to end up at a gynecologist anyways. So for me... For um, the women who are listening out there who are having any, those type of gynae issues, such as menstrual irregularities or trying to fall pregnant, it's safe to say, or I would say go and consult your gynecologist because then we can do specific tests to see what is actually going on. But there's also nothing wrong with starting with your general practitioner okay. who will refer you accordingly. Thank you so much, Lysander. And uh, just yeah. lastly, you know, I think for a lot of women, we didn't know Personally, I didn't know that this was ranked as like the fifth highest and most serious global disability. Where, in terms of awareness and information, where can people actually get more information about PCOS? So, with regards, I mean, there's always, um, what do you call it? There's always campaigns. Mm. There's always campaigns. There's a lot of um, sisterhood um, um, support groups and so forth. And just actually, just a simple thing like just really Googling. Right, yeah. just polycystic, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, you know, because you know how doctors feel with, about Dr. Google. Mm. But just there is a lot of information on the internet on these disease processes, and like we're always holding talks and radio shows such as yourself. So it's just a matter of listening out for it and just really knowing that there is something like that. And I always say those patients who've been diagnosed, they should be able to speak openly about it because there could be someone else who's suffering with this polycystic ovarian syndrome, but is actually not aware that's what it is. So it's just really um, letting the pin drop, like something is wrong, let me go and get myself sorted out, checked out. Dr. Lusanda Shimange Matsuso, thank you, my love. Thank you for your time. And thank you for raising our awareness on something that is actually so, so serious. I hope you enjoy your day further. Thank you for having me, you too. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. bye.